This episode takes place on April 26, 2020. And welcome to another episode of Council of the First Ones. I'm your host, Kelly. Joining me today is Renee. Hi, Renee. Hey, Kelly. How are you doing? Uh, as good as I can be in isolation. As we all. <laughs> I heard Texas is starting to reopen now. Well, yeah, I know. We have, like, uh, uh, front door shopping. And so we can, like, go to stores and ask for stuff. And, like, they have to put it in our trunks with no contact. So I have, I don't need that. <laughs> we have Rex joining us today. Good evening, Kelly. Great to be here. How's everything going down by you? Oh, everything's going wonderfully this way. I've gotten a lot done here at the house lately. Well, that's good to hear. We also have Dave joining us. Hi, Dave. Hi, guys. Yeah, calling in again from Seattle. Great to be here. Wonderful to have a little uh, kind of a PowerCon, a mini PowerCon every other Sunday. <laughs> yes, figuring with all this isolation, we need someone to talk to. And I saw that on Facebook, you're starting to put out your mini story. Oh, yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, it's the uh, the Age of Wondar facebook.com slash age of wonder it's a free digital uh unofficial series of fan mini comics uh with cover art from nathan blue a famous uh comic book artist and uh yeah having a a, a lot of fun with it is i'm doing this to uh, keep my mind off of the whole pandemic situation and i'm hoping that it can serve as a good distraction for some he-man fans oh it sure is and also today, we have a special guest, Chris Diaz from Hunter Knight Customs joining us. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Here. Um, good, as all things considered, uh, spending the quarantine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm good, busy, sculpting, work. Uh, I'm lucky to, to still be working, <laughs> to Chris be honest. Is, Chris is the guy that's going to continue the classics line for us. <laughs> Easily. Well, just to bring it out, let me ask him, since we're in this situation that we are in today, uh, how's how's your supplies? Are you finding art supplies that you need? Are you uh, doing okay during this time? Yeah. You know, uh, I think I would have like this. Uh, I mean, I have this policy of uh, twice of everything. So I always buy, you know, two paints of, you know, different the, the the stuff that I used to sculpt. I have two of each, two of each, two of each paint, two of everything. And whatever I don't find, I just can order online. So I'm I'm very 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 like uh, there is a little bit of a markup, but I I, I can absorb that. There's not really not, not much trouble in in regards of supplies. Uh, the chain hasn't been affected at all, but um like kind of the, the work has been a bit you know slow obviously because people are are prioritizing their, their spend the expenditure but um, not not too much not too much really I I can get mostly everything that I need for you know to continue working you know usually when we have our guests you know part of our mission is to talk to fans talk to people in the community and all that and you know when we look at custom figures and your stuff comes up everywhere you know I go into <laughs> fan boards and all that i mean we we're just in awe of the stuff you're doing and all that 
And so, you know, people seeing your stuff, but again, they don't see you really, you know, and, and I've mentioned oh, before, yeah, me and I you have that. run into, we've run into each other a few times at power cons and, yeah. uh, you know, and we've covered like the same media stuff, you know, you have your, your websites and I got mine. And so our paths have crossed a few times, you know, and so for our listeners to know that, uh, I always try to ask people, you know, where things got started from. And so for you, where did you get started? Okay. That's a, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's a lot. Some 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, as, as many of you know, I, I was born in Peru in Lima and uh, in 1979 can you believe it I've been around the block and um, <laughs> I was born during a time where my country was going through a very difficult time a lot of turmoil you know both politically and you know there was terrorism there was an insurgent movement that, that started you know destroying everything killing people and our government was also a bit of a, it, it, it was it's completely stupid. And they, they had this policy of uh, we should make so all imports were kind of banned officially from, from the country. So imports in all regards meant toys. So they had to, we had to make our own stuff. So, uh, you know, you could still get, Transformers, Masters of the Universe, yeah, Joe, but you have to smuggle them across the border with Chile or Ecuador. <laughs> and naturally, those toys were completely expensive. Going to a crisis, like, you know, my father was a, in those days, he was a cat army, and the police, I'm sorry, and the police, in, and, and his salary was only to pay the mortgage and, and you know, put food in the table. So the expensive toys like that were not on the on the cards, really, you know, and besides, he had to, like, take care of his life because, like, terrorists went, wanted to kill the armed forces, and he was doing intelligence. So it, it was a very, like, toys were the last thing on his mind, trust me. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the national economy started you know mattel licensed a, a, a national company called basa to make some masters of your stuff it wasn't that good <laughs> it was bad like transformers were sub-licensed to a company called linsa and those transformers were crap i mean you transform them once and then they just completely broke apart it, they, they practically became they transformed into garbage <laughs> they broke <laughs> off like yeah, no, they weren't good. I, and they were like the small ones, like that's Bumblebee, like the little scout class little things. They never got to make the big ones, you know, like the Jazz, the Optimus, Nat. You have to smuggle them, though. And, and those were really, really expensive. So what does a kid do? Like most of the kids in my generation that were like, you know, middle class and, and, and not so not so upper middle class. I was like middle class, but kind of low. So you have to freaking do your own stuff. And um, imagine the 80s. We didn't have much less material. So uh, most kids of my generation started, you know, building their arts and transformers out of cardboard, out of uh, milk cartons. Uh, and they, they transformed my cousin. I remember he made a freaking Optimus that could transform out of cardboard. It was it was fantastic. It was like, wow. wow. Yeah, you know, the necessity made... Uh, I, I remember kids making the... the, the 
cat's lair out of uh, milk, uh, leche gloria. The milk in Peru was called gloria, <laughs> glory. And and th those were sturdy boxes, and, and you could make your own Star Wars stuff, your own uh, uh, cat's lairs out of that. In my case, I like figures, not so much as vehicles. With vehicles, I mean, my father didn't like me to clutter the house with vehicles. You know, I, I once did a Millennium Falcon out of like cardboard and he was huge and he was like you're like the house was small and he didn't want me to clear so i i like figures and i started sculpting them out of um uh bread dough the, the bread like the, the the inside dough i will put yeah. a little bit of a chloroform oh wow and 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 i sculpted it like it was like a crap is crappy you know <laughs> whatever works and uh, we had like knockoff toys a lot of knockoff toys started flooding the market like you had those small rotocasts mexican he-man that i really hated because you know you t you took that to school and there, yeah, I, I i lived in a in like the north part of this kind of like uh, upper class kids you took your bootleg he-man and they were like really really bully you and make fun of you look at that piece of crap oh my god yeah you, you're buying your yeah you're, you're buying your toys your daddy are poor as hell so no 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 like you were like ostracized by you for for your stuff and that's why i hate bootleg stuff i really hate bootleg stuff i cannot see it i wanted an original one but those were expensive and, and most of my friends had the original he-mans the original transformers and all those you know because some of them had you know um people uh, or, or relatives that live here in the united states and they send them stuff or they just bought them you know out of um the 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 smuggling markets which were uh, there were a lot of them back in those in those days but i had to make my own i had to learn to sculpt out of bread dough and paints of course i mean you you're not gonna buy paints there were no acrylic paints so i had to steal my mother's um uh, nail polish now animal, the animal, and I will paint those things. And you know that thing has a lot of acetone. So a, a, a session of painting, you know, like for one hour, and you you end up high as hell. And I was like, why do I feel funny <laughs> after painting a I don't know, a lion or something? Because we had like the small lionos or, or like a he-man or something, whatever. Uh, I ended up like completely high because they they had a high concentration. There was no quality control, so. They just let anything in. But my mother bought the good <laughs> stuff. But still, it, it will get you high. Like paint with, with enamel for like an hour, the fumes are going to get you like, woo, fun yourself. So yeah, that's how did I basically started. The, uh, it was did you grow up on the cartoons? Um, my generation did. Yeah, of course. I mean, when when he came to the, the airwaves, I think four of them had uh, it was a boom. It was, it was huge down there. Uh, but I saw the episodes, I, and um, I remember my godfather. He he brought me the, he bought me one of the, the role play things. He gave me the power sword and the shield made by Basa, of course, and he gave my cousin the the skeletal ones. And as soon as he gave me that thing, we went out to my in my, in my yard and we started playing, and boom, the sword broke <laughs> immediately in oh, the no. first swing. In the first swing, the damn thing broke. It was like, wow. dude, you know, I'm cursed. I'm cursed. We tried to fix it with fire, with whatever, but no, we couldn't. We could I, 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 like the typical method was the candle. You just lit up a candle, you melt the plastic, and you immediately put it back. But no, no, there was no way. I did kept the shield though, and I kept it until the day I, I came uh, to the United States in 2000. And See, I, I, I know what, what he's talking about because people, you know, I'm in El Paso, Texas, and Juarez, Mexico. 
is right across from us. And, you know, they had El Amos del Universo, you know, and the bootleg toys. And and uh, part of it was that, you know, you grow up and if you're from the Latin countries, you grow up with these bubble plastic figures. And I remember, so you ended up with the larger figures. Oh, Rotocast. Yeah. Yeah, the big Rotocast. Jesus. And Yeah. And so I know the sword you were talking about. I had that sword. Yellow one. And yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I didn't break it, but it just flopped on me over like a year. It just like warped and, you know, oh. it, it just happens, you know. So even if you didn't break it, you know, it wasn't going to last. It was, it, the, the Basa made them out of uh, ABS, ABS plastic, very brittle. And it had no compression, no, no. It, it wasn't built for play. I mean, a kid will swing that thing. And the way the power source was designed, it has these little things that go inside. And the whole blade snap off. I, I ended up with the little hilts only. It, 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 it looked like an orphan side. It was missing the middle thing. Immediately, it was, it was just uh, Baza. I mean, they had a lot of good stuff, but they also had a lot of bad stuff. Like uh, yeah. Legos, for example. They they created their own stuff called Playgo, which is a, a Lego knockoff, and those were those were okay. Those were okay. They had also like for the for the girls, they had the Lady House and a lot of stuff that was sub licensed that they 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 had to do. But um, I always wanted the real stuff <laughs> because I knew. <laughs> and they made like the Transformers, like Linsa made Transformers in different colors. So you had like a Bumblebee in like purple or a freaking. Uh, brown it wasn't brown it was like rigging red like yeah no it, it was it was it was a disaster <laughs> but well, hey we were... let me let me let me tell you if this would make you feel better uh the real american stuff was not that great either okay i really? had I, yeah, yeah i had an 80s optimus prime as a kid mm. i would transform him i would play with him uh but something between because in the japanese they use metal and then over here, they yeah. switched like metal parts to plastic and something like that caused the figures to break. Mm-hmm. I had my Optimus Prime fall apart on me after. I had a sound wave that fell apart on me because he had metal joints with plastic joints and they would wear off. And I found out later, like the Japanese ones, they had more metal parts yeah. and that stuff lasted. But yeah, it would get rusty now, and that's always the issue. Over with it. there, we had we had the the original stuff, like on on um like they will smuggle through Chile, Arica. Uh, they will smuggle the Japanese and the American. The American was cheaper, and the Japanese was more expensive because it came from Japan. So uh, in, in the 80s, like anything Japanese was like, oh my god, this is super technologically advanced. Uh, but they, they would charge you more. I remember they, but they, they were options, so you could either buy the American one or buy the the Japanese. The Japanese didn't have any branding; it was off branded because it was the Takara Diaclone, whatever thing that they they had. But yeah, I remember seeing Chrome Optimus Primes <clears throat> and and very like different types. But like it was, it was, it was a you know there was no licensing, there was no um, there was no control. So in Peru, you would see like rich kids having like stuff from Japan, stuff from Europe, and like you don't know you know what the hell was going on because there, there wasn't a way to wait. Why are they different Optimus Primes? Ain't the same? Isn't that the same thing? So I mean, you're a kid, and there was no way to know. It's just Optimus Prime, whatever. Just to point out, you know, same thing. I had like I had a Jetfire, 
and it fell apart on me. All my transformers fell apart all, on me. All those macros things were were yeah no the macro stuff they yeah, broke completely. Holy crap! Yeah. I used to have a I used to have a Valkyrie. It was my favorite toy. Like you transform it, like you, you pull the arms out and then boom, completely the rails broke off. Yeah. It, it was a disgrace. <laughs> you know. I can uh, tell you this: my He-Man's are all fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those those toys were made to last. Those toys were like uh, uh, those those yeah the, the the manufacturing Mattel. And I mean, I you know I I always buy a lot of uh, uh, father parts on eBay, especially like the vintage stuff because there's a lot of uh, customers that like vintage stuff. So I uh, have to you know like bulk buy them, you know. And once they come here, like they've been sitting on attics and everything. Yeah, you just put them in for disinfection. But then once <laughs> once they're clean and everything. You see how the, the the plastic and everything is is still uh, it holds up. I don't know if the stuff that we have here is gonna last like forty years. You know, like my Marvel Legends and stuff. Um, I I have the the Toy Beast things that were released in like two thousand two one, and they're not that great. I mean, some of the plastic is being yellowed, and I take a lot of care of this stuff. You know, uh, some of the plastic on, on my first ever captain america it's, it's completely yellowed so i don't know it's 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 a uh, you know i don't know if this is they're gonna last that long <laughs> but the, the the old 80s stuff yeah like the the stuff that dave sends me to you know to paint to 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 fix like i don't know <laughs> where does he get them but they're 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 fine it's like they, they came out out of uh the, the the assembly line like yesterday and they're still fine Well, let me ask you this, because you were you were touching upon the '90s mm. and all that. How did your uh, how did your customizing get started? I discovered customization into that commercial customization in 2006, but in the '90s, my skills were a bit better. But the '90s is uh, the, the government changes; they adopt a policy of open market. And we started getting the good stuff. Uh, by then, I was already like, what, um, 12, uh, 13. We got G.I. Joe's. We got, uh, you know, Transformer Generation 2, which wasn't that good. But, you know, we, you finally see what the original stuff was. You know, we get X-Men. We get Toy. We get, like, everything. And it was, like, heaven for me. It was, like, finally fantastic. Finally, we can get this stuff, and not for like <laughs> exorbitant prices. And, yeah. and you know, it was it was Nirvana. It was uh, my money was only spent, all my allowance was spent on on GI Joes and um and X Men, the 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 X Men stuff, and some Batman the animated series, of course, that came crashing there in the nineties. I I loved that series and I loved the toys from those were by Kenner, if I if I recall the first wave made by Kenner, and they were still expensive. You know, but not like out of mind expensive. Like, uh, you know, I was paying how much for a Toy Biz figure would have been like $10, which mm-hmm. in exchange, I'm talking about 90s. Down here it was like $2 or $5, I think. But um, the exchange was like 15, 20 soles, which is still kind of affordable for, for a kid. 
so yeah, I, I started amassing a collection <laughs> in the 90s. Now, nice. commercial customization is only, I discovered it only in the, in, the, in, the, in the United States because I used to modify my X-Men, especially my X-Men, because Toy Biz never gave you like a perfect cartoon thing, except for the Wolverine, the Water Wars Wolverine, and some cycles. But like a rogue, I never got a perfect rogue, except like way later when they made a Street Fighter line. Mm-hmm. So I had to customize my rogue. I wanted a freaking rogue like the cartoon. So I, I made her the little, you know, the, the vest that I painted her with with the nail. Yeah, I still was still using silly my mother's uh, nail polish, and um, <laughs> but painting a, a decent rogue and sculpting, carving mostly. I, I wasn't doing much sculpting because there wasn't materials to sculpt, but I was doing carvings. <laughs> I was carving the thing and, and patching it up with a glue that we had over there that was called we had two glues, Tero Cal and Uhu. And <laughs> I had to like when you, when you let that thing dry, it hard and can sand it. And that, that's how I started, you know, like I not like a deal of customization, but it was mostly repaints what I what I did. And I used to watch uh, you know check the Toy Fair magazines that we started coming in. Of course you couldn't buy them because they were expensive as hell. Like one issue was like fifteen bucks. But you know you which is and most people couldn't read them because they're English, you know, proficient in English because of my own fan. I mean, if you like toys, if you like this stuff, you have to like learn English, you know, so you can understand it better. And I was somewhat proficient and I would read like the, the they had this customizing section i was like wow these people have all these materials to do all this great stuff i have my nail polish <laughs> that's all i have <laughs> but i'll do it whatever i made a terry mcginnis out of a gambit i made like a peter parker swapping heads with a different types of things and uh, what else i made a movie wolverine out of a rage wolverine that had i made a lot of stuff there but then I, I moved to the United States. Of course, it's a different thing. I started looking for a job and kind of like the toys, you know, they, they still there, but they take a second second thing. It was in 2006 when I moved to Tampa that I had no job. <laughs> I was selling everything I could on eBay and I was researching and I was like, oh man, nothing sales, nothing sales. And then I find that somebody has done a Supergirl custom from Justice League, uh, Justice League Unlimited, and they just painted the thing with, they, they, they painted the blue and white one in, in her regular red and red and blue. It's just a simple. And I was like, wow. And that thing sold for triple the price. And I was like, wait, people oh. buy this stuff? <laughs> like, but he did it. <laughs> I, I had my proof. My Peruvian switch still on because in Peru it's a different ball of game. I mean, like if you make something, it's worth less than the original because it's because you made it. It's mm-hmm. not official, so it, it shouldn't be worth that much, you know. And I still have that chip in my mind, you know. It, that, that programming was in my mind. I was like, hey, I made it. it, it the guy made it himself. Like, Why is this guy paying that much for that handmade <laughs> toy? This is ridiculous. Nice. Nobody. They, what? No, no. And then I said, what's the word custom? I know custom is like something you, you, you personalize, but in toys. And then I was like, oh. I started researching and this is insane. Why people are paying triple the amount of this? And I was like, I can do better than that. I think I can. Because like the early <laughs> custom eBay market, I mean, we had only a few really, really good people like in the, but the, like the masters were on, on, were working on Marvel Legends, like the low entry people was working in Justice League and, and, and let's face it, most of us weren't really weren't that good. And I immediately started how and I started researching 
I didn't sleep that night because I was researching the, the custom culture in, in the United States. And I came across a lot of great artists. And I sent emails asking, what do you use to sculpt? The same questions they do to me, I, I started doing to, to them. None of them answered except for a couple. And those are still my friends nowadays. And, you know, like they were like, who are you? And yeah, what, what, what? Okay, you use this, you use that. And this is this, this is this and that. That's it. And I was like, okay, thank you. And then I went to Lowe's. I went to, I didn't know what the hell they were talking about, but I was like, okay, let's let's do this. I mean, I went to Lowe's. I started researching. My first customs, I couldn't invest because I was broke. I couldn't invest in acrylics. So I, I was, you know, into the car culture. I used to customize real cars. And I had a lot of car paint. <laughs> nice. And they said, okay, you know what? I don't have money to buy this acrylic stuff so i'll just use whatever i have and yeah my first customs were made with car paint <laughs> it's it's a it's a great paint i mean it, it chews on the plastic real good i mean i didn't know anything about knocking down <laughs> joints or anything but it chews on the paint real good the problem is that it's super highly freaking toxic <laughs> it's even more toxic than the freaking animal paint and i was breathing the fumes of that and i i, I my, my first batch came fantastic the the and I sold a Supergirl. I did the Supergirl, and uh, and, and I did a Star Justice Girl. League Unlimited, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I, I, I remember that everybody, you know, in the community. Oh my God! Everybody, it was huge. Yeah, they at the time when Justice League Unlimited was out, and those figures were great. But uh, man, oh we God. just we couldn't get enough. You know, we, yeah. we just saw so many potential. He was crazy. So it was so crazy that Warner came in and, and, and kicked us all out because like, you guys had destroyed the property. <laughs> and you know, they took down our auctions. <laughs> it was it was crazy. I mean, it, it, every day you will see like 120, 200 auctions of custom Justice League. And I uh, back in the day, I was just one of them making them. I don't had a branding or Hunter and I customs didn't exist or anything. It was just me. But my first batch, I mean, came. I, I made. 200 and something out of just uh, barely an investment of uh, uh, how much was it like $25 and car paint and, and I ended up completely like nauseous and, and I you know because he was using car paint I was like okay I need to invest money some of the money that I did I'm going to invest it in buying this freaking paint and yeah. I went to car I mean it was Tampa so it was everything it was so far away and oh yeah no we, we came we went back immediately to South Florida because it was just not not a good place to be in those days so um uh, down here in South Florida, we have like there was train shops and Kobe cars, you know, and that's where you buy the uh, the the test or uh, acrylics. Then I started doing research on materials and everything, and people always recommended Apes epoxy, and that's what became my standard uh, sculpting medium. Uh, forget about the breadcrumb stuff, <laughs> no more. And uh, I started, you know, like honing my skills on on justice league like the big the top dogs were marvel legend stuff like hobie master 2k which we now uh know as um i guess he's uh, uh this this guy from philippines uh, it's a very good phoenix force creations but he was back then a uh, hobie master 2k and his stuff i still have it you know i, I printed those those because one day i want to be doing something like that because it's beautiful I figured uh, in those days a uh, marvel legends was what was the price of marvel Legends like seven bucks a seven buck figure oh, well, he turned back then yeah yeah you're old seven. enough like us to remember when yeah like a six inch figure was like eight bucks and mm. i remember like the first uh dc classics oh were those like eight dollars yeah. yeah and yeah. that was premium that was premium. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, like, uh, and the SH, well, it wasn't SH figures in then, but it was like Final Fantasy play arts or something like that. But no, the, the play art stuff, the play art stuff was $12, and that was like, wow, this is premium stuff, like super expensive. But yeah, you, you still like, oh, because like figures were much, much cheaper, and Toybee's revolutionized the thing. But it, to me, it was like rocket science trying to customize a Marvel Legends. I did dabble on customization of Marvel Legends, but. In those days, my skills were not up to tackle that much articulation. I was making like 200, 300 a week doing Justice League with five points of articulation, and I was I was fine with that until um, Warner Warner uh, came and, and crashed the, the the market completely, and they issued takedowns and and you know like they really they really were like, dude, stop messing with our stuff because this is like you you guys are destroying our our ip and yeah no many many people who relied on the on the on the on that money were like went down but uh it was like what 2008 when i get a a girl uh messages me on 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 the ebay thing and she's like oh my god i like your your justice league stuff but you should make um masters of the universe and i was like masters of the universe i was aware of the 2002 series i collected the whole thing i collected the figures i collected the extractions and everything of the 2000x because i really love how that that i mean how they transformed it, the whole concept of the like little chunky toys into something really streamlined and really badass and i was like i love that i i collected everything but i didn't think it would nobody would be interested in customs and she gives me a list of, of ideas and you should make seahawk what the hell is a seahawk and uh and you should make Bo Bo the guy with the heart oh my god really wait oh that's right they never made him in toy form I was like I had a spare jungle attack He-Man that I bought because I used to buy stuff in bulk and and I was like mm, jungle attack He-Man okay this guy has a bow already like looks really badass so yeah that's the bow and how do we use the concept that these guys did? Because I back in the day I didn't know it was a four horsemen. So it's like the sculptors of the toys, the, of the masters of the universe line. <laughs> they took this concept and they made it look badass. They took the simplified concepts of the, 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 the vintage line and they made it look incredible. How would they have tackled Bo? <laughs> I I broke my mind trying to look. I, I look at pictures. I went to, on on forums and stuff like that. He's a guy who has a heart on his chest, like. At that, what, what, how? And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, oh, whatever. And I, I, uh, I just imagined how it would have been done. I put it there, and you sold for eighty bucks. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> because I, you have to remember, like an average uh, Justice League figure will go for like twenty, thirty, thirty dollars, uh, fifty maybe if you were, if if you were very good. I, I wasn't that good. And uh, and and Bo comes and sells for 80 bucks. I was like, whoa, wait, wait, wait a second. What's what's going on here? And then this girl is, oh, I love the ball, blah, blah, blah. And you should make Seahawk. I was like, what? what's a, what's a Seahawk? And no, it's this <laughs> pirate guy who was like, you know what? I haven't seen that cartoon in more than 30 years. I went to Best Buy and they had the entire She-Ra series for six bucks. Like the, 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 with, the with the spine artwork. And I was like, oh, six bucks for the whole thing? Okay, that's good. I'll, I'll buy it. I bought it all and I started watching it. After so many friggin' years of watching, you know, I watch watching Shira, and you know, because I I don't like to make something that I'm not familiar with based on the description of somebody else because it's a very personal, you know, 
the thing that it, some people might look at a character in a way and this girl was like oh seahawk is the coolest guy he's like a parrot and he's like he kisses a door and he's like a hunk he's like a, this guy is okay yeah that's that's cool maybe that's your thing but let, let's see and yeah no she was right <laughs> the guy was like uh well, i mean that will not be pg nowadays but <laughs> i like seahawk <laughs> he was like a badass I was like okay now, now just to point out hold on was this you kelly <laughs> No, no, it was my friend um, Rebecca. <laughs> I'm still friends with her nowadays, although she's she's moved on now. She she has kids and everything. But in back back in those days, she used to like she was into Master Sword Universe and Final Fantasy. And, I have third a Seahawk. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and and then I made a Seahawk in 2000X style. Like I I try to my my head wrap around the design of that. Uh, how would a 2000X Seahawk would look like? And that just like okay. I, I watched the entire series, you know. You couldn't watch it in one run. I had to like watch it in several weeks because like the material was a bit, you know, outdated. And it was, I mean, I was used to like the modern cartoons, like Justice League and all that, like fast pacing, story connections, you know. And you know, these episodes though they belong to a, a universe, they're not really you know connected to each other, more separate. So it's kind of hard to keep track of a story when it's not. You know, when it's self-isolated episodes, it's like as an episode is its own world. So I had to take notes. I had to like start checking characters, names. Like I, I did a small master list of things that I could do because I wanted to do a lot of stuff. Problem was that I, I, my abilities. I had to recognize that my abilities were not up up to par to do that kind of thing. You know, so I had to like do with what I had. And um, I, I I launched the C- I did the Seahawk and it went for uh, what was it uh, 85 five bucks more it wasn't that good to be honest I did like that co- I look at that concept now and I'm like that's not how it should be done uh, but it still sold you know and then um, I was like okay I started researching on the the line and I was like well it was a doll line those was an action figures. It was incredible. Why, why did they, they never made they made it dolls? And then I researched. They, they never did on the on the Dazzling X line. They never made Angela. They never got to the Shira stuff. So the, the only thing we got was the San Diego Comic Con Shira that I had, and that that was it. I wasn't really too deep into the lore, but as you know, the Justice League business was waning down. I was dabbing into a bit. Marvel Legends, but I wasn't that good. So, and, and there was a lot of people doing Marvel Legends. Yeah, till this day, I mean, competing in Marvel Legends, it's it's just you just do it for fun because you're not gonna make much money because there's a lot of competition. So you have to like check your competition volume, and masters back in those days there were like zero, zero people customizing Masters of the Universe. I mean, you see the sporadic one or two pieces but not in a constant thing like 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 justice league or marvel Legends. so it was a prime it was a prime uh, real estate to try and, and and dab in so i i switched all my attention to to masters and that's when i started researching more in in depth because to me i i only to the 2000x stuff like okay this is what i like this is what i where i stay no you know i but then I had to like research more and huh. and do other things, and then started doing the. I did Angela, I did Glimmer. Those, those were using uh, DC Direct <laughs> figures that I had. You really and found your niche. Found the niche. That's the thing. I had to niche down to to masters because I I in, back in those days I didn't have a name. I didn't have a a, a customer list. I didn't have a, a website or anything. It was just. Mm-hmm. A, 
me doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, to build yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, and then well, happen the movie happens. Uh, the movie Sex Drive happens, and I have to make that car for that movie. And they told me, well, what's the name of your company? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just do stuff. <laughs> and the, the the producer of the movie told me, well, you, you better get a name because it's it you know if you have a company, it's good if you put the, the logo of your company in the car because that is going to be in the movie and it's going to be seen by millions. I was like, oh, that's that's a good idea. <laughs> and and. And and in one night I had to think about it because I had different names: murder graphics for the cars. There was murder graphics. There was a hunter's playroom for all the things. I was like, it was all over the place. So in one night I had to sit down, remember my classes of design that I took in Peru back in the when we we used to design with pen and paper, and come up with a freaking logo and a name. And that's when Hunter and I Customs was born. I was like, yeah, this is going to be like the division for cars because I wanted to customize cars. I was really heavy into customization of cars, the street tuner culture, and all of those days, the Fast and Furious, blah, blah, blah. And um, I designed Hunter and I Customs as a logo for the cars. It was going to be Hunter and I Toys for the, the toy part. But then um, the crisis hits in 2008. The car business goes to hell. And all my providers, like the, the people that supply with parts and everything, they went out of business. They mm -hmm. completely... They were broke as hell. Nobody was investing in tuning cars. Like the culture, the mindset changed. And the new kids were not investing $1,000 on body kits and graphics on their cars. They just wanted to keep their real clunkers rolling to go to college or to, to work. So that business was obliterated in 2008. And I was like eating my nails because I had invested a lot of in that. I was like, okay, what? do i do <laughs> and i was like hey customs can't be anything so you know what i have the logo i have the movie the movie wasn't a success you know because it it opened in october of 2008 and that's when the, the crisis was fully declared so people you know they were, and and that movie was like it's a comedy but it wouldn't <laughs> nowadays you would be able to what it's not made for for like the culture we're living now but um still it was out you know and you can see the logo my logo in the, in the car and everything so like oh you know what let's just use hunter night customs for the whole damn thing and you know what uh toys require much less investment so i'll start 24 7 um oh and, and you know i left my job because i was supposedly going to go on full customization of cars so yeah i had no job <laughs> and <laughs> It, yeah, no, I played it too too hard in those days, and then um, I, I immediately switched to make toys twenty four seven. It's like you know what, this is gonna be my job, and, and I had to support my family, of course. Yeah, they they gave me them. I took a small loan of a million dollars, and no, and it, <laughs> no, I, it, it no, felt it, like a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was two hundred and fifty <laughs> plus two hundred more for the. I, I rented my first uh, office in Sunrise because I wanted to like do an office and everything. And I, oh, wow. they, they loaned, yeah, they loaned me the money. My my grandmother, God rest her soul, she oh, always that's wonderful. Yeah, I know she always trusted me. So you know, if you wow. need four hundred bucks, I'll, I'll give you four hundred bucks. And she gave me her four hundred bucks. God damn it! And I that used to to rent my 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 first office and everything and and buy materials toys and some clothing because I was like really eating my my like yeah like we like we say in <laughs> in, in South Florida we say a, a word I cannot say <laughs> I was eating crap um, mm -hmm. but um, and then I started doing customs I started doing Masters of the Universe was the, the main thing then it was a gi joe because we had the 21st the 25th anniversary line was going strong in those days 
Marvel Legends, which I, I Marvel Legends was something that I wanted to crack because to me they were so complicated, but I still wanted to make them. You know, it was a challenge to me. I, I, I say one day I'm gonna get good at this crap, but I, I have to, you know, keep pushing it. Yeah, but I, I was happy when my Marvel Legends sold for like 30 bucks, 25 bucks, 40 bucks. I was happy because I was happy that somebody wanted to pay me, you know, for 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 that figure. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I was, I was grateful to, 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 like, have people pay me that money to, you know, in auctions to do that. And I, I kept away from the DC stuff because, you know, Warner was still like, kind of like, don't touch our property. So they didn't <laughs> really. Yeah, no, Warner was very, you know, that's why, that's why in my Mortal Kombat uh, videos, you see me killing mostly DC characters. It's not because I hate DC characters. I love DC, but like, I had this little grudge. That I didn't have to express, and the the most healthy way was, you know, I also started doing Mortal Kombat customs, which were the second best sellers that I had, especially those videos. Like people love those freaking decapitation videos that I did. <laughs> those were like watch a lot on YouTube, and then I I I once I had the name, I had to come with a strategy to market them because I had no money for a for a marketing campaign, but I read a book, uh, which was about uh online marketing, marketing, viral marketing, social media marketing. And social media was a concept back in the days that was like in its infancy. We're talking about like, I started doing a, you know, Hunter Records page in MySpace. That was the first page that I did. So I created, it's like, okay, you know what? We're gonna do what is free. Twitter, this, this thing called Twitter is free. This thing called YouTube is free. MySpace is free and this crap. Facebook, oh, I don't understand that. This is it's never, never going to work. It's never, but I still, I'm going to still advertise there. And every single thing that I did, I made a video of it. I uploaded on YouTube. Like my first video is a Moss Man. It's um, the first custom. Oh, I video. remember that's that's where the name Hunter Knight started to really spread. Exactly. You really did some some good videos. I remember I, back in the day. I did research on that, and there was no custom action figures on YouTube. In 2008 or 9, no, absolute, not a single video, a custom action figure video. There was a barricade uh, tutorial light that someone did from, on a transformer. Uh, barricade, they put lights, but there was no showcase of custom action figure. Nothing, nothing. I was like, wow, nobody has done this? Okay. So I uploaded the first custom action figure video on YouTube, which was this Mossman, which you uh, is still rolling until this day. It's a custom Mossman. It's in 2009, I think it was uploaded. And uh, well, the video is unwatchable now. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like um, HD or anything. It was shot in my yeah, a very rustic uh, camera that I had in, in those days. The music was a uh, corn freaking Alish, which obviously <laughs> nowadays you cannot. I mean, I had to switch the music because it's copyrighted. But YouTube in those days was very lax on copyright, so I could upload. I mean, every time I, I did an X Men, I put the X Men music. You cannot do that now because the music's copyrighted. But um, and and that's well, how it everything started. was brand new. Yeah, that's what I want listeners to understand. You were starting, and you kind of created the field. You know, you kind of came in before Pixel Dan and you know all those. Actually, other guys. no. Pixel was Pixel was doing. He has. He was. In he was doing toy. video games back then. Remember? Yeah, pixels and plastic. That I I saw his video. I saw a couple of videos of him, and I was like, wow, this guy's doing video game stuff. That's cool. That's cool. What happened is like the Marvel Legends community started going in heavy. In they saw that and they started immediately 
catching up. And then I remember that my religious community told me, you should tell, you should tell us how you make this stuff. And back in those days, I was like, no, <laughs> why should I? Who the hell is going to care about how you how you do this stuff? Uh, like you know, I I I don't even know myself how I'm doing this stuff. How much is going to teach people? Like no, I don't think so. That's why my videos never feature me talking because I knew I was beginning. And what am I going to say? Let's say uh, look at a Jean Grey video that I did. My first Jean Grey custom. It was made out of a phoenix. That thing sold like 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 cocaine. It was it was it was incredible. That was I I made like 20 of those. Uh, but you see it nowadays it's just not good and when i did another one like four years later it was better than the first one so what, what i mean let's say i i i start speaking on my gene gray video hey guys i did this gene gray custom and it's the best one i ever done this blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then i make another one they said no this is the best one i've ever done then they don't make like the tenth one no this is the best one i ever done if you watch those videos in in tandem one after the other, i'm gonna sound like a hypocrite that's why i said i was like no <laughs> i can't talk i'm gonna let the video do the talking instead of me and they that's something that always criticized me uh the late uh glenn webb uh he told me man you should do you, you should talk why don't you talk you should talk in your videos <laughs> man and um uh you you, you your stuff looks like a robot you should uh freaking talk in your videos and i was like not really no i don't want to <laughs> and and he started doing videos and talking but the, the thing is that every time he released a new one he deleted the old video that's why you had not you cannot find his tutorials in a sequential order because he was also learning and then um I was the first one to reach a thousand subscribers back in the day. I didn't give across subscribers in those days. No, I subscribe. I don't care. As long as people, the right people see my video and then commission me to make the figure, that's what I make the money. And there was no monetization back in those days. No, like uh, nothing. You just made the videos because you liked them. Then the Marvel Legends community was like, uh, you know what? Uh, let's do this. Uh, I'll, I'll buy a figure from Walmart and I'll review it. And I was like, why? Why people are buying stuff from Walmart and doing reviews online? I was like, who's gonna care about a figure that you can buy? I was dead wrong on that one, by the way. And that's when you see the first reviews of of uh, Marvel Legends coming out. You see, like, uh, I was like, ah, oh, nobody's gonna care about that. And yeah, I was wrong by a lot of money <laughs> on that one. <laughs> but you know, you have to, you have to keep on, you know going for what you feel like i was like yeah i i feel like my call is in doing stuff in doing customs not so much as 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 promoting other things i i always thought you know because i i was i i was thinking and from a scarcity mindset which is how do you make money with that how do you make money reviewing stuff i don't see the potential in those days i see and nowadays you can make a lot of money trust me even i now do reviews from time to time as you can see well it's hard to say because you know sometimes it's hit or miss and then all of a sudden it turns out you have a little kid doing toy reviews and how he's a millionaire and there's other people who just didn't catch on and i thought they were funny so you know it's just hard with that but like you have to be constant and the thing is like it's like with marvel legends the 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 field is super cluttered now now what you have to do Mm -hmm. if you're a reviewer you have to niche down let's say you find a line that you are passionate as hell about like pixel dan he was passionate about masters and his channel is a freaking resource right nowadays every time i need to you know okay i don't collect vintage at all I only have a He-Man and a Skeletor and a Man-at-Arms and a Tila from Vintage. From the, and a, a Dragstore, which I found in a, in a parking lot. 
and that's it. But every time I need to do research on a vintage stuff, or or, 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 or if I don't want to go into the, you know, I have my Masters of Universe figures like uh, coded in in a box. It's freaking hard to go to the, the archive, and I just watch a video from Pixel Dan, and I know, oh, okay, that accessory goes there. Oh, that's how they sculpted it. Okay, good. It's a resource, but you find a, a niche that you are passionate about, and then you make a channel around it. Once you reach scale, let's say. 10,000, 20,000 subscribers, then you can branch out into other things. But you begin niching down. Like, I don't reviews, but I do them because I get paid to do them. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, it's it's a contract that I probably, that, that I have. It, it's not my thing, but I do it because I, but my niche is always customs. My niche is always custom action figures. The, chan- the niche on my channel, when I started doing reviews, they were like, mm, like people were like, mm, I'm here for the customs, not as much as reviews, because if I want to see a review, I just go to Pixel Dash, <laughs> Artemis Prime, Chan Long, or uh, the, 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 the new guys. There is a guy called Toy Galaxy, I think. Um, yeah. Well, well the, the amazing. You got the other customizer who, who became a 100 time percent time reviewer. And then you got you got Shardimus, uh, the Transformer guys, and you know you you have your you know who who to go for your reviews. Like if you say uh, Masters of Inner Reviews, immediately who comes into your mind? Pixel Dan. Yeah. You want Transformers? Um, I go to uh, my my favorite reveal is Mgo. That guy is it's, it's, he has stuff completely done. He's he's he's, he's great. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I want I really wanted to say that your reviews are are wonderful to see the videos, any photos that you put up, photos or videos that you put online because you know oh, uh, this work is so beautiful, uh, you know, fantastic work, and uh, you know so few of us can actually own it. You know, we you know we we just want to you know any chance we get to to be able to see it uh and i wanted to mention that you know your Mossman video that you referenced your first video was in uh 2009 Nine. and uh in 2010 the very next year you were interviewed by mtv ah yeah oh my god yeah i thought i think jason stevens for that that's when that's when really uh, the business starts taking off jason stevens uh he um, started doing interviews to other other guys in the in the in the field. He is passionate about Masters of the Universe, and mm-hmm. then uh, it was my turn. So yeah, like wow, I, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. He was like, yeah, man, I, I've been looking at your work. I've been looking at your work. It was for the now extinct MTV Geek um, mm-hmm. website, which doesn't exist. I mean, the, the interview is gone now because you know they the the website is completely gone. Yes, uh, so if it's any comfort, MTV is gone too. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and you can still I, find the interview online. No, yeah. no, it's it's taken down. I, I checked it. I, 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 I that's how I found it. I just googled, really? googled it. Yeah, it's still there. Somebody archived it. Oh, good, good. Because yeah, I, I, I was, exactly I was. Where, but... Oh my god, yeah. No, I was, I was really sad that it, it, because I last time I checked that the pictures were gone and everything. But yeah, well, no. Since MTV... we're getting into it, I gotta ask you. Um, you know, because we're touching around it, but we haven't gotten into it. You know, how did the classics fall into you? Ah, you the know? classics. I was always buying my Toy Fair magazine. I wasn't, you know, I, I'm kind of a hermit. I don't like to join communities. I knew about Heman.org, but I was like, oh, my God. It's like, uh, they're going to I, I knew about Masters on the Surface because I, I come from a journalism background. I studied journalism. They teach you that. You have to be an ocean of knowledge, but only two inches deep 
So my knowledge of masters was, you know, I didn't know the Lord that was really going deep in, you know, and that's why I didn't join any communities or anything. And um, uh, all the news I got were from Toy Fair back in the day. And I went my buy, I bought my Toy Fair and I was like looking at the coverage and I said, oh, this is a prototype of He-Man. Blah, blah, and they're going to sell this thing from Masters of in, in the in the in the website uh Mighty collector i was like what the hell is a Mighty collector what the hell oh my god and why are they doing this why are they not doing the 2000x line why are they going back to basics with this hugely articulated stuff but like in the i i didn't really understand it but then i started researching the market again and then started seeing auctions for classics figures and i was like wow they are selling for much more than the 2000x they are not as complicated i mean if you look at them from a engineering point they're not that difficult to work with you know you just hit and pop hit plastic here remove this remove that and i was like mm, yeah this is kind of doable and then um I, I, by that by those days i had facebook yeah uh, myspace was dying and um i kept to myself mostly on facebook i never joined groups or anything but then i got people contacting me i'm like oh i should no oh, i like that one you should do this you should do that and i'm like mm, okay well, well and then i um when Omadi, and in those days they had, they weren't the big sellouts back in the day when, when the really caught, the line caught steam, you, you will see those 10 second sellouts. But then they had Sodak. They still had Sodak. And I was like, I have an idea to work with this guy. So let's just uh, buy one Sodak. And it's like, what, like 20 bucks with shipping, 25 bucks with shipping. The, 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 and then I, I got the first and I bought a faker of eBay. Just to analyze, because I, I like to first, you know, have the product in hand. One thing is to look at pictures, and then another different is have the product in hand. And um, I bought the Faker right first, and I was like looking at it, and I was like, "Ooh, this is not." I thought it was a DC Universe Classic scale, to be honest. I thought they were the same size because in the pictures, you know. And then I'm like, "Wow, no, this is super chunky. This is super different. This is a completely different thing." And by that time, I already had worked on a. I already had a Prince Adam. And a Shira in this universe classic style already, they just needed paint, and I wasn't gonna really cancel them because I got the real thing. I just released the the, the Prince Adam and the Shira, and they sold pretty well in this universe classic scale. I was like, what? And then I got the classics and I started working on it. And to be with that, so that what was? Uh, I think it was a Batros that I did or something like that. So you turned a Zodak into a Batro? Yeah, yeah, it was the, the hairy Zodak, if, okay. if you recall. Yeah. I'm trying to remember because I, I know that, like, your Shiras, I was always a fan of. Oh, yeah, and, no, Shira is the thing. Shira is the, the stuff that I do. And then I started buying more, and then I made, immediately I made a bow, and I made a Seahawk. Those things, you know, were immediate sellers. Like, people wanted classics versions. And then I started researching more, going deeper. And then I was like, oh, there's a problem that they're not going to release those because, like, Seahawk belongs to freaking, uh, I don't know, Filmation. And Mattel doesn't have the rights. And it was a whole, I was like, wow, this is a mess, a, a licensing mess. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, capitalism, it will always finds its way. It's like, sooner or later, they're going to get those rights. But in the meantime, we have to make the stuff. I had to make a lot of uh, versions of Seahawk. Those in that day was bow, and they immediately released bow. And um, my my first bow wasn't that successful because I changed the heart. <laughs> and that's uh, how you start knowing your also your audience. You probably I got a lot of uh, feedback, you know, good feedback. And, no, you shouldn't put that. I mean, you take the heart out of bow, and it's not bow. 
And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what I liked. Like, I mean, the four horsemen gave you an option, remember? Yeah. No, they were like, yeah, yeah. And back then, like, the community was much more gentler than it is now. Like, now it's, ah, it's a piece of crap. Now it's, ah, kill yourself. Ah, <laughs> show yourself. Piece of, you know, like, back in those days, we were nice. <laughs> and the the few not so nice people were ejected immediately. They were like, I, I take, I took a no, a no BS approach. Well, if you criticize me, if your input is constructive, you can tell it in the tone of the, you know. Like, but if you like give me a critic, a, a criticism, and it's not constructive, it's a, it's a busy, you know. And and you go, well, tell me why it's a piece of, you know. I remember the Marvel Legends community was very, very helpful on that. I remember I did a Red Hulk and I, the shading, I got it wrong, completely wrong. It was, it was bad, but I put it. I put it on auction, I put the video, and I got constructive criticism, I remember, from Shardimus Prime um, and other people. And they were very nice about it. No, bro, you put, like, the, the shades are wrong. No, it doesn't look really good. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It doesn't look good. I took the video down, I took the auction down, and I redid the damn thing. And when I put it back, I thank people for the input, the constructive criticism. And they were like, oh, man, it's the first time I see someone text criticism. It's like, yeah, if it's done right, of course, you have to listen to criticism. Sometimes wrong, bad criticism, you know, you have to listen to it, but like don't internalize it because that will destroy your... If you have a low self-esteem, it's going to destroy you. If I, if I have a low creative artist self-esteem, you're not going to touch a custom anymore. In my case, I didn't have any choice because it's my work and I had to like learn to internalize the criticism as not personal. It's more like a choice of things, you know. You have to uh, take it and, and uh, okay, why is these people saying that? Why is this person saying that? Maybe they're right. And then you go back and you check your work and they're like, yeah, they're kind of right. Don't take it like, but leave like, the ego is something that as artists we innately have. I try to kill mine with, with, with Lysol and Clorox. I don't drink it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, the first thing I saw when I entered this thing is the huge egos that people have. And I, and I being myself, uh, I, 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 I've sinned a couple of times. But people have always, you know, slapping the, virtually slapping the face and put me back in my lane and kept me humble. And that's, that's something I will always uh, be thankful for. Uh, you know, but I want to say that uh, Chris is fantastic to work with when you commission him oh, for some you. custom figure. I mean, he's very professional and he keeps, you know, like you said, uh, I I see that, you know, uh, you have that professionalism, you know, uh, you're, you're, you know, you don't have this huge ego and you'll, you're, you know, you'll tell me like, oh man, who wants a, you know, who wants a vintage toy accurate classics merman figure but <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah I was like you know? why do you want this I mean, right explain right. <laughs> me the logic so i can understand the project but then i he, thought the classics takes... one is perfect but yeah. then no you start pointing you give me a graphic and it's like no you see this is wrong this is right. wrong. i was like oh crap yeah he's right that that shouldn't be that way but the, they were coming from the the 2000x line when they designed that and they had like little creative freedoms that they tried to put in there because you know uh scott was very you know he, he was very like they told him exactly what he wanted and like yeah, the they, creative freedom they have was kind of restrained but i i now i see where you're coming from yeah they well the with the merman figure they used the card back art from the vintage toy <laughs> yeah. uh rather than designing him after the actual 
toy that we enjoyed as as children. But I wanted to say that, uh, you know, with Chris, he's very good at taking all of your input and giving you exactly, you know, imagining and giving you exactly what what you envisioned in your mind as this perfect custom figure. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's the first thing is that you're not creating for yourself. You're creating a figure for somebody else, and then you have to put yourself there, like check your ego at the door and think what that person wants out of this figure. Mm-hmm. What they want is not you. I mean, if you want to make your figures for you, fantastic. Set some time off and do whatever the hell. That's what I do. I do sometimes like I take time for myself, you know, so I don't burn myself creatively, and I just sculpt like you know Templars or freaking things that don't make any sense. But it's just to liberate your mind or i get an avenger toy and i a figure and i started you know like painting the face i, I still have a doctor strange that i haven't finished there but like uh, or or create something that doesn't make any sense you know just to liberate yourself but then when you work for somebody else you, you have to remember it's for somebody else and that person is paying you to create you know for them so you have to even if you do not agree with some of the choices you have to do what the customer wants it's 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 basically you know you have to like listen and understand why is that choice being made and just go with it you know because you talk about painting and you talk about it you know doesn't it hurt a little especially now like getting uh, a classics figure that now is runs in the hundreds and you know, you're going to cut him up and, you know, you're going to work with it. Is is there always a little bit of uh, a judgment call? Oh, uh, uh, mm, at the beginning, you know, cause, I, I lost, I, I had that fear that like, oh, my God, is this a freaking, if I, if I screw it up, it's going to be, oh, my God. But then you're like a, like a doctor and you just, like, okay, it's just a piece of plastic. Okay, cut it, break it, destroy it change it into something oh it breaks oh i'll fix it and then you just like it's your mindset the only time i had like that was when i had to customize a hot toy and i resculpt the muscles and i was like it's a hot toy bro <laughs> yeah it's i just a, said you said hot toy and, and i'm like oh my god you cut yeah, up a hot toy i i yeah <laughs> it, it was a, it was an easy resculpting job and then i was like um are you sure <laughs> you want me to do this because it's a uh, 300. This is out of print. They're not gonna make any more of this. But the guy was so confident that I could pull it that I gave. He gave me confidence to pull the job. So I did it. It was simple. It was just a muscle resculpture. But still, you know, you can screw it up. But that's the only time I had like reservations about it. But then I was like, ah man, whatever. Then I bought uh, a blank from Hot Toys and I started sculpting on on the blank, doing silly things just to you know get acquainted with the material because it's a whole different body construction. They use a lot of uh, um, uh, this flexible um, PVC plastic, which is bad for, I mean, nothing's going to stick to it. If you put sculpt, it's going to break. Your articulator is going to blow off. So you have to like create the pieces and, and fit them on the on the thing separately. You cannot sculpt on top like you do with a Masters of the Universe Classics or, or any other figure, which is, you know, mostly ABS. Those bodies are, they, they require a different skill set. But then I, I just checked the, the profitability of it and cost for how much customs were selling. The, the, the margin wasn't that good. So I really didn't go into customizing hot toys. So, yeah, no. The well, margin who was, does? <laughs> there are people. There are people I who do. I know, does. but I'm like, the, you're right. They're like 300 something dollars mm-hmm. and then they're gone. You know, they, they won't come back. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just stunned, you know, that somebody would. Especially now, you talk about your, you know, during the day when um, 
in the heyday of the classics, I would see your classics and I'm like, oh, great. They're wonderful. You know, I mean, I always wanted a Lieutenant Andra. Oh, the know, Lieutenant front, Andra. Yeah. I haven't yeah. made any of that one. That, that's a, that's yeah. a one time off. Uh, there's only one Andra in the world. I never did I another know. one. The, I had a customer and inquiry about an Andra, but uh, we, we haven't closed the deal yet. But like, yeah, that and, and I'm always <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. But then I'm like, oh, do I want to sacrifice? <laughs> you know, even like, even uh, like a battleground Tila, which are pretty common. I think those are one Ooh, of the, I love the those most battleground. common ones. Yeah. But, but you know, now you know, it's there's certain ones like, oh, can you redo this fisto for me? I'm like what? You know, <laughs> consider how expensive <laughs> that is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, you know, I, I, I. I have people that like, hey, uh, can you do this? It's like, uh, not really, because that custom used uh, whatever X uh, figure part, and that figure is expensive nowadays. And it's like, I don't care, I'll buy yeah. it. I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> like the mini and, comic I, Roboto. Mini comic Roboto. Oh, oh the orange yeah. one. Oh, the uh, what is that? Ex- oh, yeah, I made that one. I made, I made that. That was like one. one of your my favorite pieces from you. Yeah, I made see, that one. See, this sure. guy does so many. He does so many awesome customs. He don't remember. He's great. Bro, <laughs> you have no idea the backlog of, of videos that I had to publish on Masters of the Universe alone. I made a, I made a Mr. Sven that I want to publish. I did it like four years ago. Mr. Sven, like Seahawks, uh, pirate companion. It's my favorite. Uh, I made him. I made uh that that little uh, just a little thing that. Yeah, I made so many other characters. I made Hannibal. I made like a frigging Koldar. I made frigging oh man, made I made a ton of them, ton of them characters, filmation stuff. I made vintage stuff. Uh, lots, lots of. It. I've done uh, Con Mars of vintage filmation style. I haven't even published. Uh, so many, so many. Well, that I still have to go to the videos and publish them. I wanted to ask you. Uh, over, I mean. When you were just starting out, how many projects were you working on? And uh, now, how many? What's what is that backlog of of projects? And you know, how many projects do you have lined up at any given time? At any given time at the studio, when uh, before the before the Corona crisis, we were working on uh, around the fifty to sixty pieces. Right Amazing. now, it's uh, yeah, but I had help. I had people that I you know like I. You know, I, I, they came in, helped me out. Now we cannot because social distancing. So, um, right. no, they, they cannot come. And they I don't want them to take the work home because I don't know if they can contaminate the thing. You know, it's it's uh, very, you know, they can contaminate it. You, you know, and you know, Corona stays on plastic. So, it's uh, very, you know, so I, I had to compartmentalize the whole work. And now we have uh, around, I'm working right now on 30 pieces. Uh, which is not that bad, to be honest. I thought I was going to be like completely zero uh, in work. And that's why I wanted to, you know, start working on eBay stuff again. But last week, I don't know what happened. I had an influx of a lot of people asking for customs. Like, I don't know, maybe somebody mentioned me or something. But every day I had like five customer inquiries about figures that I had done in, in like centuries ago. And I didn't remember them. And I was like, wow, you're watching that video? Why are you watching that video? And and um and and like four commissions came through last week and I was like what the hell's going on so I I'm pretty much set for the whole coming month but um I know then I I'll just uh, start doing retaking the projects which is uh I have stuff 
even from 2013 that I haven't, like I knew, I, I revised Illumina, for example. I began, I, I did an Illumina and yeah, it was fine, but I, I think I could do better nowadays. And I started revising that sculpture in 2013, 2014, I think it was. Well, and I never about, completed. Yeah. We're talking about various, you know, projects that, that you're fond of. What have been some of your absolute favorite masters uh, custom projects and which one are you the most proud of? Okay, the snake armors. I love the snake armor, Shira. Uh, the new 52. Oh yeah, that's an amazing <laughs> figure. Oh my god, I love that snake armor, Shira. Shira, I, I, she took a life of her own when I started doing those promotional videos and stories and, and you know, toy stories that I used to do in my channel. She, uh, Kelly used to look at those and, and she like, oh, I like the, the character that Shira has. She has this funky. And then I had to, I, I really like how the, the, the whole ensemble got in. And, and I, and then also I like the, people hate it though, but uh, I like the new 52 He-Man, the one that looked like Iron Man. I, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I really, I don't know how I did that. That's when I, need, I I started seeing that my abilities were beginning to progress a bit better because that required a lot of sculpture, a lot of sculpture. And yeah, people hated that armor. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, the design, mixing the modern with the barbarian, that's, I mean, it really, I don't know, it hit me somewhere. I said, like, I really like this armor. I really need to make it. I don't care if I don't sell it. I just going to make it. Nice. And Lo and behold, I sold like 15 units of that one. And oh, that's wow. a, yeah, it's an expensive piece because like, you know, I made molds, thank God, because I don't have to sculpt the whole thing over and over again. I'll, I'll die if I had to do that. I make a master and then I uh, copy the parts. And then whenever somebody commissions it, then I, you know, copy the parts, fit them, and then boom, uh, make the figure for X amount of time. And that's, that see, that's very creative. I, I really like how um, how you can make these extra parts so you don't have to go looking for them, especially some of these older parts like like Renee mentioned. Yeah, uh, no, it's, you have to think commercially. In that case, uh, there's two parts. When you're kit bashing, it's like, you, oh, the arm of this, the leg of that, mm -hmm. the head of this. That doesn't work in commercial customizing because otherwise you're, you're creating a, a $500 figure you know and that's not commercially feasible so you need to shorten the the like the, the sourcing of parts you need to use one buck and then whatever parts copy the parts copy the head copy whatever and make it so you have to spend only one action figure to create not like 20 to create one because it it's not going to work so i had to develop a system to copy parts and also to save time because like when you're working that many figures as i'm working it's it's, it's um imagine like in, in your case you have commissioned a, a koyor figure yeah, yeah. i'm redesigning the all the i mean i could have just copied the old sculpture but that sculpture was made in when when the creator character contest was made with 2015 16 i don't know 2014 mm -hmm. 13 that sculpture, my abilities were not, I mean, were what they were. And now I, re, I, I have the masters of those sculpts and I was like, I can do much better now. So I'm doing the exact same sculpture, but with my new abilities and you're going to see the, the, the result that it's much, much better. Now I'm going to cool. copy those. I'm going to make molds of those things so I don't have to mm -hmm. sculpt them again. But then I can have the luxury of doing a very detailed sculpt and then once only and then... Uh, not there doing it again. So just copy. And it. other other people can own their own Koijor uh, figure, the Peruvian Mystic uh, Warrior. Yeah, Peruvian Mystic Warrior. <laughs> that was a creator <laughs> character thing. 
Well, I was going to say, uh, do you often like to create your own characters? I suck at creating characters. <laughs> I'm going to be very honest with you. I suck. I don't have that creative vein of like, oh, you give me this and I create some. Like you've seen other customizers, they create plants, Masters of the Universe, like a freaking plant, a scorp. I suck. I, that's why you see very little original characters. But what I, I think I excel at is when you give me something on paper and you're like, I created this. How do I make it in a toy? My mind right. starts firing in all cylinders and like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. I can blah, blah, blah. creating. I'm not so I got to be honest. I'm not so good at not so good. Yeah. I need to see something that inspires me to create. I cannot like uh, create like tell me the creator character contest uh, to me mm-hmm. was like, whoa, I had to like study and, and do research when somebody who was creative at, like that boom, create something immediately like, oh, bah, 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 boom. I, and I saw so many good designs that I have. It was people, you know, like nowadays they come to me and they say, hey, you know, what? I created this character for the creator, but I want to make it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, well, I was always impressed by some of the not winners yeah. that we saw, you know. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I tried to do that contest when the contest came on, and I just sat on a pen and paper, and for like an hour I was trying to, and then I was like, I got nothing. Mm. And then I saw like Hardball with a head and a chain. and Yeah, incredible. Raja, I would love Raja. to see Raja. Bubbler, Raja, Raja yeah. Gangstore. And then uh, some of the other ones they talked to me about, like there was a, uh, I'm trying to remember one, like an Egyptian ghost. Yeah. And then uh, somebody made a turtle called Hardshell or something like that. The cream like a countess. cyborg. The cream yeah. countess from, from Danielle. Oh. Uh, Danielle. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that one for her. And um, so many. I mean, I came up with a Inca-ish character. And then I was like, I, okay, I'm ready to submit my thing. And I, okay, let's read the rules again. And just in case, because I'm very, like, uh, legal on that thing. I like to, you know, read and read whatever people read. And then I was like, I'm giving away creative control of this thing. And I was like, you know what? I spent two hours designing this on paper. I think it belongs to me, <laughs> not to you. <laughs> if I give this, you can use it for anything you want. Let's say you make a cartoon thing. Two years from now, it doesn't have anything to do with masters. And you put my character mm-hmm. there. I'm signing away all my rights. And I can I, appreciate I, that. I became so jealous of that. I was like, you know what? F you, because this is my country's legacy. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I kept it for me. I kept it. Never submitted <laughs> anything to the creator character. Con- well, we're hitting on top of the hour. And so I want to end with looking at what's ahead. I know, you know, we, we still see and you talked about what's coming for you. But have you looked at the new stuff that's coming? Have you looked at the new figures? Have you looked at the WWE ones? Oh, yeah. I've seen, especially because of Dave. Dave has seen me. I mean, I have two opinions on, 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 on as a collector and as a customizer. So as a, you know, like I have always, that, that's that's the thing with me because, you know, I'm both. I'm a co- I, I collect stuff and I'm a customizer. Customizer is the, you know, like the the, 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 the business part of this and the collector is the thing that i collect for myself and as a collector i have no interest on origins i like the the the, how they mashed up the concepts on the wwe stuff like really i like that (laughs) like the concepts they come up with i mean i think i have the perfect collection with masters of universe classics i don't really need the origins thing because i don't have too much connection with the vintage stuff 
as a businessman, as a business person, as a customizer, yes, I am going hard on those things because it's the new thing. And, you know, the current state of affairs with, with Mattel and everything that's going on in the world, I don't think they're going to go too deep on that, on, that, on that collection. And, you know, I'm open. I mean, I can customize mostly anything that people want nowadays. I don't have, like, the only thing I'm, I'm a bit, that I don't like to customize is SH Figure Arts or any of the import stuff because that's very laborious, intense. It's very labor intense, and I'm trying to stay away from that. But I did, I have done some SH Figure Arts customs. But, like, I can customize mostly anything. So, yeah, as a businessman, yeah, I will go. You, you're going to see Motu Origins figures. But as a collector now, I don't. I'll, I'll pass. Maybe I'll give one or two. I won't go hard on the like I've done with classics. And classics, I own ninety-eight percent or ninety-nine percent of every single figure that was released. Because I well, really... let me let me warn you because I was in that same boat. I was like, no, nah, you know, I have my classics. You know, I don't want origins. You know, and then <laughs> uh, a friend of mine offered me the San Diego. Oh, the one. The, yeah, I saw it. The... Yeah. Yeah, the He-Man and Prince Adam. Mm-hmm. And I told him, well, I'll get it, you know, since I'm a collector. And he said, you're going to get it. So, yeah, I'll go in on it. And he sent it to me. It's a solid toy. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like in having the physical the sense or the... Well, it's solid because it's sturdy. It's well done. Oh, okay. You can take it apart, you know, and that's what I was yes, thinking, too. Like, where and that. I was thinking, you know, and I thought of you. I thought, oh, they're well, modular. Hunter going to... Hunter yeah. Knight's gonna have an easy time doing this. Oh yes, and, and modular. Yeah. Yeah. And then but they're fun. You know, they're really posable. And you know, just to speak a little bit, you know, there is something to be said about them being less complex. You know, there's something to be said, you know, beautiful. that less is more. The simplicity. The simplicity yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, that's when that's when you know a product is good. That's when you know it's and simple. That's when I saw it. It's and less like, complicated than what came before, but it still manages to grab you. That's why this is the mystic thing that people don't understand about Funkos. Funkos are simplified versions of whatever they represent, but people like them. People love them. And they cut, I mean, uh, 40% of the income of Hunter and Customs comes from Funko Pops, custom Funko Pops. They're, they're simple. They're, I, 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 I'm not a collector of Funko Pops. I barely collect sporadically some things that I, pieces that I know that are going to gain value within time. And, and I kept very few for myself, but the simplicity is that grabs you. And this Origins line is what I see. I understand what people like about it. It's simple. It's less complicated than what came before, than, than less, less, less articulation. But that's, the, that's what grabs you from that line. And that's what's grabbing a lot of fans. And that's why I'm saying commercially, I will go deep on that one. Uh, as a collector, I'm more uh, exquisite when it comes to like what I collect. <laughs> and I, um, I, well, I'll I warn you. I'm space. warning you. I'm warning you. Once you get your hands on one. Well, uh, you know what? You that's, what like I, that's what I thought about classics. It was like, this is expensive. I'm not going to collect it <laughs> because these figures are expensive <laughs> as hell. And I don't like the design. And now you see me and I have every classics. Year, except the I'm, I'm missing the, the the power kong exclusives from last year it was the the white the white ninja and um and and and, and Katrina, Katrina. i'm missing Katrina, that one and that's it and the most man with the flock ears or whatever i have i have one most man but 
There was a variant that had no flock ears. Mm, that's that's the only yeah. one I'm missing. The flock ears one was oh, the rare geez. one, which I remember the fight that was to get that on, on Maddie Collector. Oh. It was a, oh, but it, that was that that was also like oh, it was so cool because then then you were like oh my god I got seven Mossman and then were people were throwing crap at you oh, you piece of crap why did you get one you flunked it that you got seven you piece of I will be happy with one I only wanted one for my family. I was like, wow. <laughs> Then I stopped counting <laughs> how many I, I bought <laughs> because it, it wasn't helping the discussion. I was like, did you get yours? Yeah, I got mine. I got seven. I got like <laughs> battleground, battleground because I wanted to, you know, I, I that's, that was a father for me. You know, I when they announced one, I was immediately working on what I could do with that figure. And then I had a plan. Okay, we're going to do one for this figure, one for this other figure, this another one, and this one to save just in case. And Rem remember, your figures have to walk single file to hide their numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought like five Tilas in those days. Uh, I bought like when they reissue him, and I bought seven him and Battleground Tila. Yeah, and Battleground Tila went completely deep. I, I bought a case, an entire case of Battle, because I knew that was the best base that you could get. And that's where people kind of get upset at me because I, I, I've told people, or people have asked me, well, how many uh, He Mans do you have? And I'm like, out of He-Man, He-Man, I have like 12. <laughs> you like, know? That, that uh, question can be answered in a lot of ways. You have to be more specific. Or what, how many He-Mans do I have? <laughs> yeah. No, like the original, like, uh, well, not, I have like a like five of the first He-Man, He-Man oh, figures. Oh, vintage one. And then, and then the re, not the vintage, I mean the classics. Oh, the real with the yeah. top shoulder? Yeah. No. With the swap shoulder and the red thing, because there was a variant. Like the first issue. Well, he got the red face. The first issue has uh -huh. the red face. The red face. Uh, shoulders are fine, but uh, no bicep. You know, bicep. Yeah, I, I think they, yeah. they something. There was something with the yeah. quality of the first run, but those are worth yeah. a ton of money now. Yeah, and then like uh, when they re-released them, mm -hmm. with, and they had the first edition sticker on them. Yeah. You know, I bought a couple. I bought, you know, I'm I'm kind of the guy where I'm like, okay. I might get a couple. And so I bought a couple. Mm. And then, you know, I went to the Mattel store in El Segundo. Oh, yeah. And, and back then, you know, I walked in and they had the store there. And I and I saw them. They oh. had like a whole oh. shelves of, you yeah. know, of He-Man and, you know, second edition, you know. And I, they were five bucks. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. So, that's the jackpot. Oh lord! I that, that he man, he man is a, is a, is a yeah. It's a, the, the, the design mold that is a matrix of yeah. anything you can customize. And and yeah. getting he man, it was like uh, he man was the matrix for anything. You could do anything with that base body. Yeah, it's it's, it's the most versatile. And that versatile. was always my thought that somebody could come in and do something. And then, uh, you know, I bought thirty dollars worth. And then when I was buying them, I saw a couple of Skeletors. I bought a couple of Skeletors mm -hmm. really? for five bucks. And, you know, because there was a while where they were, like, all over the place. Yeah, they did they a lot. Too many. Yeah, and then um, you go to toy dealers, and I told people, you go to toy conventions and all that. Sometimes people don't know what they have. And I had a, mm -hmm. a guy, he he told me, had a, I was, like, looking at bins, and he told me, what am I looking for? And I'm like, oh, I'm buying He-Mans and all that. And he was like, oh, I got some. And he opened up a bin that he had. And it was all classic figures. Ooh, yes. Wow. Like, I like about those. 30 of them. And he was like, oh, the weapons are at the bottom. I never, you know, they yeah. were all loose. <laughs> all that. 
But yeah. I looked at them and they were fine. They they had no yeah. problems. And I was like, how much? And he was he didn't know what he had. Oh, I you love know? those. And, <laughs> and I bought them for like thirty bucks. Um, oh, I bought the bin for thirty bucks. Wow, that's a that's a oh great my day. god. And then when I I loaded it up, this was in Merry Phoenix. Christmas. I loaded yeah, I loaded it up. I went to the hotel, and mm -hmm. then most of them were intact. Most of them were prime. And all their weapons were there. And, and there was like handfuls of extra weapons. Ooh, which that's what a customizer calls the mother load. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the mother load of, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish. But, I, I, you, but those days are gone, my friend. Yeah. Now we have to do everything I, online. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm saying, you know, that I will bet you when Origins comes out. You know, I'm I'm being positive. I think the the Origins will succeed. And you oh know, yeah, no, I think, definitely. Because you see the, the amount of people for you is, is gonna blow up. You know, maybe we'll be here uh, like two years later saying, "Yeah, bro, I'm all in our origins. I like my origin stuff." Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? You know, I, I'm a flex. I'm a, you know, I'm a businessman. I'm flexible with 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 what I, I. I'm not saying I'm that wrong against for you freaking um origin. Ah, no, no, no. Keep an open mind. Uh, let, let's let's see how the market works, and that's uh, when I take my my, my decision. Business-wise is made, but collection-wise, well, this is you know it's budgets. You have to manage budgets. How much uh, yeah. right now? Uh, I'm I'm collecting deep deep into Marvel Legends. I'm going all like buying every. I love those uh, MCU stuff, like the comic book stuff, you know. And that's where my budget. And now we're going through this situation now, where if I go with a If I say I'm going to collect something, I'm going to go and collect this damn thing, you know, and I'm not going to want to lose anything because I feel frustrated when I lose something. And um, but that's a budget. And you have to realize, like, the situation now, like I now have to prioritize expenses. I don't know how my business is going to. I mean, this month is good. What if the next month doesn't pan out? And what if the auctions I do sell for less than what I have projected now? eBay, eBay charges you fees, you get PayPal fees, you get shipping stuff and everything. So you have to calculate what is left of out well, of like that. You, and like then, you said, you're you're a businessman, so you have to take yeah, that have, into account. And, and we always that. advise people, you know, pay your bills first and then oh, you definitely. enjoy your... <laughs> definitely. You my know, bills are... Collecting. I have my, like, I have my budget for my bills, like, paid until, like, freaking December. Like, my runway money for hunting my customs goes for like four or five months you know that's my runway money like the, the how much the business can work without having a single order you know i can run it through like five months you know more or less that's my runway money and yes with my bills paid and everything uh but like i'm really like trying to not spend too much I, i'm trying to diversify sources of income That's why I'm probably gonna go once I work on all the stuff that I have. I need to go back to YouTube, promote their different stuff, and I also think that I, after doing this for like 12 years, I probably have now something to teach people. You know, back when I started, I, I couldn't teach anyone because I was teaching myself how to do stuff. You know, so now after 12 years doing this professionally, commercially, I think I have some things that I can help people out with and you know people right now need to clear their minds off or maybe supplement their income maybe doing customs and uh, for me if a, if a custom goes for like uh, let's say a Marvel Legends goes for $30 that I put two days of work on it uh, okay you know uh, 
it's not really good, but well, you know, it's it's really like it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, a win, but for other people, it probably is. And that's where I have to realize that when I started, I was happy to sell a Justice League for 10 bucks. They used to cost 2.99 back then, but <laughs> you know, but um, the, and and this could help other people. Like I probably, you know, I had to rethink the strategy going forward and keep the auctions, uh, restart the auctions, and um, probably start doing like small tutorials like i used to do back in the day but my tutorials were more uh specific like how to fix a broken granamir or something like i need to be more like uh broad in the, this is this time less technical more more broad like how to fix this stuff how to move this how to do that and probably like basic customization techniques that people can do and probably auction them and, and supplement their income with something like that is what i i probably gonna start looking into forward i had to you know i had to draw a plan because it's not like oh i wake up today and i want to make a tutorial and tomorrow i don't feel like it and that's where it stays no you have to like do a plan so the tutorials would be like youtube videos or yes yes oh wonderful that's the best way to learn Mm it's hands-on and you know i like my production values (laughs) i've been experimenting on my instagram account with videos like just improvised videos and they have a lot of traction and those are like really specific videos i mean like painting a bastard sword from final fantasy but like uh, it's very specific but even though they're specific and they're not like broad they are having they're having traction they're having traction so imagine just a more broad like uh tutorial of disassembly or mm-hmm. paint or what paints to use you know yeah that, that i'm, could I'm work. sure People are going to love those, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, and well, and people have plenty of time, I'm sure, to you yeah. know, start a hobby to catch up on their. My tragedy is that while people have a lot of time, I don't have time because I'm still working oh, and I'm working right. alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's my tragedy. I so much appreciate you coming on the show, and oh, and thank you, guys. we don't want to, you know, you're, we don't want to you know, keep you all day. But I did want to ask you, uh, where can people go to see your work to, uh, you know, what website or, uh, and how do they contact you? Okay. The best way to look at my work is the YouTube channel. Cause it's like, uh, it's, it's a gallery of my YouTube channel is Hunter, um, youtube.com slash Hunter night four. Uh, you can contact me via my website, which is still, it needs to be, uh, revamped, but on Facebook, my page or Instagram, it's always Hunter Night Customs, official HKZ. And, and in my videos on YouTube, they all have my contact information there in the description. You can check, contact me by any of those. I'm always, you know, monitoring my social media and yeah, that's, that's probably the best way. We look forward to uh, seeing your work and uh, your work always pops up. You know, as soon as you <laughs> post you. something, we always see it somewhere, you know. So yeah. I'm always looking forward to seeing what you got. All right, man. So uh, thank you. I, we don't want to keep you any longer. And again, we hope our paths will cross again at a Comic Con or Power Con if uh, things hopefully, are a little better. Hopefully, yeah. I hope that we're going to get things back to normal as they were soon rather later. Okay. Sooner rather than later, but let's be hopeful. Let's be hopeful. All right. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so All much. All right. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. <laughs> I'd like to thank Chris Diaz of Hunter Knight Customs for joining us tonight. And as always, for your up-to-the-minute news on anything Masters of the Universe related, 
please go and check out our friends over at heman.org. Till next time, good journey. I'm Renee. I'd like to thank you for joining us uh, to catch the latest nerd news. Be sure to catch Nerds on the Couch on our Facebook page. Be sure to subscribe to the Council of First Ones podcast wherever you get podcasts. Thank you again and good journey. And this is David Clark, uh, owner of adultcollector.org, where you can get the best uh, and freshest He-Man and She-Ra news. This was another fantastic episode and a great time, a a great way to spend a Sunday. Thank you so much, everybody, and good journey. This is Rex. Thank you all for tuning in. Good journey, everyone. This has been a Nerds on the Couch production in association with adultcollector.org.